Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, and my patron peeps, I hope that I'll be like a, like not a C-O-U-G-H drop, uh, but I'll be How come they say mentholipidolempa? It's not soothing listening to me say mentholiptus, but how come they say mentholiptus? This is an page. None of that was on purpose, patrons. But thanks for supporting my jumbles. My word jumbles and my word bumbles are made possible by you. And let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble uh, staying asleep? Uh, well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed and turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Whether it's uh, thoughts, you know, things you're thinking about, things on your mind, you know, something past, present, future, or all of them, which is normal for me uh, to have that. Uh, so thoughts, physical sensations, you know, anything physical coming up for you or your feelings, any emotions, even if they're, you know, like, a, how did a, this is not a tangent. I thought I'd go on this early, but uh, I was going to say, like, even if it's a like a low grade emo, emotion, like you just kind of sense it. But then I was thinking of other things that people say are low grade and I said, did that ever, does that ever, like, they say, what the heck you calling, who are you calling low grade, man? Like, just because I'm just uh, 0.2 degrees above normal, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to, like, do the, talk about it without talking about that. But uh, it, it really, like, uh, what's a low grade emotion? Like you'd say, dis- let me get, to, let's, we'll return to this. You're right, you're right. So I'm going to, uh, what I'm going to try to do is create a safe place where you could set aside, oh, thoughts, feelings, physical sensations. Yeah, whatever is keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. What I'm going to do is to have this uh, safe place to set aside here, uh, carved out, built, uh, constructed, uh, organic. There's parts that are organic, uh, there's parts that are 100%. A freeform, holy moly. If I showed you the new freeform section of safe place I have here, oh, you, you're interested in an imaginary safe place. Oh, boy, do I? Oh, boy. You really have good taste. I do have plenty of imaginary. Uh, in some sense, it creates a real sense, though. That's my goal. So I'm going to try to create a safe place by uh, sending my voice across the deep, dark night using lulling, soothing, a creaky dulcet tones, a creaky and dulcet, uh, which is not for everybody. So if it's, you know, just kind of see how it goes if you're new. Uh, what was I, was I going to talk about? I already forgot. Uh, seriously. I, like, uh, didn't I just interview somebody or something? I, like, uh, and I said, oh, I'll come back to that. Oh, low grade. Thank you. So... Oh, uh, so I'm going to send my voice through lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders. So, you know, you just got a couple of those so super or superfluous tangents. Uh, you know, just us, ahs, ums, holy cow, filler words. You know, I take the filler words, I put them in one of those, I, I pipe, I pipe in the filler words, uh, 
via old pipe organ and like what are those a pastry pipe or whatever they call that that a baker has. You see, and, oh no, and pipettes. I don't know what that is, but yeah, have one of those big poofy things you'd see a pastry chef or a, a dessert chef or a baker. Yeah, you, oh yeah, just like a cream puff. I have that with piped in music, but in this case, it's a. Uh, what did I say I was piping in? Uh, Creaky Dells, oh, Pointless Meanders, all those things. I, oh, filler words. Yeah, I, I, sorry. I, I, so, I'm so full of filler words. I've been, you know, I've been eating my own filler words. <laughs> I said, she's like, it's, you know, it's tough to make these puffs full, of, puff them up full of filler words and not, you know, have a little taste, especially when I'm piping in extra filler words over what once was pipe organs. Also, pneumatic tubes constantly delivering me extra filler words. Uh, if you could see me, I think, I don't know, it's probably been a scene in a movie before. Maybe Brazil, I don't know, uh, where there's a person in a small cubicle-like thing uh, full of pneumatic tubes, uh, and they're just reaching in. That's that's where I get some of my filler words. They say, oh boy, that just popped in. Oshkosh Bagash just came up through this other one. Okay, so I'm going to use some filler words. I already forgot what I was supposed to go. Oh, low grade. Okay, I'm trying to remember that. Uh, so I could give low grade the, the the due it deserves, finally. I mean, low grade just told me if there was a degree of difficulty, there wouldn't be a degree of difficulty without low grade. Am I right or am I right? So, okay, where was I? So if you're new, welcome. Nonsense has already started. This podcast is seriously... Uh, strange and goofy and uh, here's a couple of things to know if you're new i'm glad you're here and i hope i can take your mind off stuff and help you fall asleep like i said it doesn't work for everybody but kind of see how it goes this podcast is best consumed with a with a vacant stare i guess you'd say how is this best consumed scoots can you think of another metaphor and i'd say yeah like a vacant stare you say huh well, you know, maybe your jaw is not a, you know, your jaw is just a little bit, you're hanging your jaw a little. You got a vacant stare, and ideally you're getting comfortable. You're saying, I'm not exactly sure what this person is talking about, or if they're making any sense, or if they even know the proper usage of low grade. You know, other than, yeah, hardy, hard, hard descriptor of the, you know, low grade comedy. That's what we have here. You'd say, okay, what's where's zero on the comedy scale? Okay, now just get get out the most sensitive oscilloscope you have. In this case, it's an oscilloscope, of course. But uh, okay, Scoots is just oh no, go get the one from Bern, Switzerland, because that's more sensitive. Also, I prefer oscilloscopes that use a metric system, not a. Whatever that is, uh, knee chuckles or hard or hardy horrors. Uh, oh, that is the one from Burn. Okay, so how many? Okay, so Scoots is a point zero 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 one horror. He hasn't even gotten to a hardy horror. He's just at a. Okay, well that's yeah, that's probably a low, that's a low grade humor then. Oh, it falls out of the standard deviation. Oh, bummer. Anyway, so if you're new. Just maybe like passively consume this podcast. It's here to keep you company as you drift off. Now, structurally, what to expect, even though we're partially into the structure, 
show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the podcast free for everybody. It's just the, the engaged listeners supporting the sponsors or supporting the show. So it's super cool uh, that the most engaged people keep the podcast free for everybody. Uh, then there's an intro. Now, the intro is about 12 to 18 minutes of me rambling. I mean, wh- why, uh, you know, tr- barely registering on an oscilloscope, which doesn't exist. Oh, also, everybody at the Hagen and Burn, save your letters. You know, I've got, I've got, I've got plenty of them. You've already sent me a few. You, you don't, you don't really need to rephrase it. Uh, uh, you know, that's great. I understand. I'm misusing everything. I get it. I just wanted, I just wanted to burn and the Hague to get your due for measurements and uh, standardizations. Oh, that's just oh, okay, yeah, for and for being referred to in ways that really don't, yeah. Oh, oh boy, can I relate to your uh, destinations without actually? I, I realize that there are other destinations. I am not, I'm not made like a Swiss watch. What can I say? I barely because you saw it, you just ran me through an oscilloscope, and I barely even registered a har. Okay, let me get back. Excuse me. Uh, representatives, uh, uh, okay. So, so, okay. What was I saying? Oh, the intro. So there's an intro to the show that kind of just goes on and on and on and on. And the idea behind it is it eases you into bedtime. So a small percentage of listeners just skip ahead to like 20, 18 to 20 minutes and listen there. And then the rest of the listeners, they kind of just figure out what works for them. Some people are listening as they're getting ready for bed. Some people get into bed and ease into bedtime. You know, I'm, I'm a foam roll. I've been trying to foam roll. And, you know, no, not, not make this about me, but uh, I don't listen to the podcast. But if I did, maybe I'd do it while I was foam rolling. There's a t- un- that was an unnecessary tangent, but uh, just an idea. Like, so if, of different ways you can use the show. So there's an intro. It's 18 minutes of me just rambling and explaining what the podcast is to help you get ready for bed. And uh, some people fall asleep during it. So that's the intro. Uh, Then we'll have a bedtime story. Tonight it'll be like a TV recap style episode. And, uh, but you say it'll be very uh, meander filled. And so many details uh, that uh, you, you won't really, don't worry. That's what I'm saying. And then there'll be some thank yous at the end. So it's a structure show. This is a podcast you really don't need to listen to. I think you figured that out. If you say, okay, low grade, I, I'm sent as far as uh, making sense. I, I wouldn't say low grade sensibility because that definitely sounds like it means something else. But compre- comprehensibility, I'd say low grade. And then, so this is a podcast you don't need to listen to. The other thing is you don't need to fall, no pressure to fall asleep. You can fall asleep. Uh, that's why I'm here. But if you can't, I'm here to keep you company to the very end or all night, you know, with episode after episode after episode if you need it. So that's uh, that's how the structure of the show, uh, kind of the things you don't need to listen, no pressure to fall asleep. I make the show because I believe you do deserve a good night's sleep. Uh, just like with this intro, I believe the, the term low grade dessert, you say, okay, I guess I'm pro- maybe I'm the only one that was, maybe this is like a case of me, you know, projecting onto me. Maybe I'm the only one that says low grade in a disdainful way. 
Actually, that's not true. I would hear it in a disdainful way because I wouldn't want to go to school. So that would be a word for me when they'd say it's low grade. I'd say, no, 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 no. Please don't say low grade. That means I probably have to go to school. Uh, but here's the thing. If you go running and you're dealing with a low grade, that's good news. I mean, not as, as uh, something being flat, but it means, oh, that's, I mean, that's kind of really, I'm not even kidding. I just realized this. Uh, my whole story, my life is low grade. This is another word we're going to use soft power to take back. I'm going to get, maybe one day I'll get a t-shirt that says, I don't know if they'll say hashtag low grade living, uh, but really I, I, my progress in life has been not always been progress, but when you look at it over uh, the course of uh, thus far, it's a low grade. And I say, well, I'm making low grade progress because I don't have the ability to want, run up, you know, to, to, to do any hill grade your mountain grade progress. That's just not uh, my style. Low grade living. Was that a song by, uh, who was the dad in that movie about, uh, that I can't say the name of, uh, Hoyt Atkins. Was he a country singer? Was, is that a real person? Uh, did he ever have a country song, low grade living and celebrating? Let's celebrate low grade living. Also, I, Spoiler alert, I had very low grades when I was in school. Uh, I told my daughter that, uh, they, they, my, my, I think it was started in middle school or high school, like uh, that they they had to, they changed the grading at some point because they said, well, we're not going to give kids any grades below 50 out of 100 anymore. I don't know if it was just because of me, but because uh, like, I, I was consecutively in a couple subjects scoring less than at 50 and that does not look good on a report card you'd say well that's a low that's a low grade report card i'm only laughing now because there's just such truth buried in this uh like when you're a kid you don't realize how wonderful it is uh, uh but when you're an adult you say man if i would have known then that my low grades were just the start of low grade living which one day i would view as positive Slow and steady progress. Okay, so somebody blocked the, some part of my brain that's more comprehensible just told me, yeah, that's a fancier way of saying it, but I like low-grade living. One, I guess slow and steady and low-grade living have uh, a kind of, you know, they have a nice uh, sing-song quality to them. You know, slow and steady, low-grade living. Plus, it has that living. So you say, oh, yeah, that's got a, you know, that's got a feel for it, man. Anyway, I don't even know where I was. But I just want you to know that uh, if, you, if you're the term, if you're out there trying to get to bed and you just happen to be the term low grade, I love you, man. And if you feel low grade at all, I love you, really. I mean, this is why I make the show. I mean, that was real joy in my voice, sort of thinking about something that, uh, you might say, well, that might not, might not have been so great at the time. But really, it it, uh, it made me the person I am today. Like, uh, who would have known? And also to know, yeah, yeah. sometimes we'll have some good positive, uh, you know, we, we do climb hills. Don't worry. But uh, most of my living is low grade. And I, I think, it, like, if I could keep it that way, if I could keep it that I mean, that's how you keep putting podcasts out anyway. That one is slow and steady. Though I would like to know, you know, that's the rabbit in the hair, whatever, the tortoise in the hair. The rabbit in the hair, that's funny too. 
So I'm here to help. If you're new, this might have, like, uh, this is kind of pretty much what's, uh, this was a little bit more intimate than a normal intro, but not by much. Uh, so I'm glad you're here. As I said, you do deserve a good night's sleep, and if I can help in any way, it would be my honor. If I could help, you know, get you some rest so you can get back to that low-grade living tomorrow. Because, you know, when you can't sleep, sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Or you feel like that, uh, when I, the way I used to use low-grade, you know, just hours ago. I guess I'll be honest, I was using it as a pejorative term. You know, just about the things I was referring to. Like a low-grade cardboard, maybe. I don't know if I've said that, but probably maybe I have. But not anymore. I'll be holding it above my head, running out in the street shirtless, uh, saying, this is low-grade thingamajig. Hooray. Part of my, lo- oh, look at this T-shirt falling apart on me. It's That says, a low. it used to say low-grade living, but it, uh, no, that would be different than low-grade. Anyway, I'm, I hope I can provide you high-quality uh, lulls and distractions, but at a slow and steady rate. Uh, I'm glad you're here. I work very hard at Yearning and Strive, and I really want to uh, help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by, and here's a couple of ways to keep this podcast free for everybody. All right, everybody, welcome back to A Good Place to Sleep or The Good Place to Sleep or Our Good Place Coverage. Uh, now, for those of us that are casual viewers, this will be our last season. Uh, but for Sleep With Me, eventually we'll cover season two, which we never did cover of The Good Place. But uh, I wouldn't say it's a bittersweet sweet feeling yet. Bittersweat, old, the old bittersweat. I wouldn't say it's bittersweet or that I have bittersweat. Uh, because who, who ta- well, okay, who has tasted their own sweat? Uh, but so because, uh, you know, we still have plenty of episodes and, you know, we're still in the anticipatory return to our relationship and what's going to happen with these characters and our love for them over the next, uh, whatever, 12 to 14 or so episodes. I think usually it's 12 or 13. Uh, so I think this is supposed to be a two-part episode uh, spread over two weeks, which is a little different. Uh, then sometimes they do uh, two two episodes in a row. So we'll see. I mean, uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, tonight we'll be covering... Uh, so, okay, so and just in case you're, you're listening and you're wondering about our Good Place coverage this season, and, you know, I'm always open to feedback from listeners, so I did learn from last Good Place season and the GOT season, that it is better to spread the TV recap episodes out as in the regular, instead of doing every week, that's a little bit too much for some listeners. So it will be every third episode will be a good place recap uh, during the, you know, the fall half of the season and then during the spring half of the season or the winter half of the season. So it basically means that every third episode will be good place coverage. And some of those will end up falling on like two episode episode episodes where we cover two episodes and some will cover one. And then tonight we may cover the like webisodes, um, depending on our time, but it's good to be back. I mean, who, you know, of course you can't say any more than it is good to be back. Uh, I guess back in the good place. And this, so this is episode one. It's uh, called a girl from Arizona part one. 
And it opens with a recap that I'm going to start watching now once I figure out how to turn my volume off and uh, how to press play here. So it opens previously on The Good Place. We've got, uh, when I'm watching it on mute, we have uh, uh, Michael and uh, Janet on a couch. They're at Mindy St. Clair's. Michael's playing with his ear. The judge is talking. Uh, Derek and uh, Jason in The Good Place. Lemon in a glass. Uh, uh, Sean. Michael standing up in his office. Uh, Sean and Michael. Michael on the floor. Uh, John, one of our new residents, uh, Eleanor in a rainbow shirt, uh, John and Tahani, Simone, uh, Chidi, Chidi, and Eleanor, uh, Chidi arriving at the good place. So that's, um, oh, and Eleanor has the same shirt on, FYI. Uh, so holy, what do they call that job uh, that somebody has to keep an eye on that? Oh, no, she's in a rainbow shirt. Oh, no, now she's welcoming Chidi. She's in a striped uh, button-down shirt. Uh, like, I don't know. Are all button-down shirts Oxfords or only the ones? Uh, but she's in a, sh- a nice sh- striped, uh, like, kind of a maroon. A very, uh, I'd say, like, on the, like a business casual type button-down short sleeve shirt. Very good for the weather and the good place, which seems to be a Mediterranean climate. Or Los Angelian climate. Uh, so, okay, so, well, where was it? Okay, so that was on mute. Let me see what I wrote down when I was actually listening. Recap, oh, go, the judge goes over the rules. Janet Babies, uh, bad place. Uh, four, we get to pick uh, the four new residents. Oh, Derek and Jason are standing in front of a knish from a rose, which was the name of a knish place. Uh, Another great, such great writing. It took me, so there's one in this episode. Knish from a rose I got right away. But there was one, it took me two, two and a half watches to get the pun. And if you're a good place writer or watcher, you know which one I'm talking. Or maybe you don't, you don't. Uh, and they said, well, we thought Knish from a rose would uh, trip you and seal up. And I'd say, well. Maybe I can't speak for Seal, but uh, I could see Seal singing that to me over a can, you know, sharing a knish with Seal. Okay, so then they talk about the stakes uh, for this season. Michael suit gets mentioned. Uh, John and Tahani, Simone and Chidi. Uh, then Chidi, oh, this is when Chidi says, "You got to reboot me," and then Eleanor says, "Hi, Chidi." Uh, then. And he puts stars next to this, cause, so then it opens, the episode begins, and it's Eleanor's face uh, talking. She She's just really, really, uh, Kristen Bell uh, at her best, uh, just listening to Chidi talk and her kind of reacting and breathing and going through the series of emotions as Chidi's amazed at the good place, really... Uh, uh, says all, you know, so much war, but it's like a condition from a rose. Uh, and then, you know, right within the first minute, we see that pun. But first, Chidi says, wow, wow. Uh, so, so happy. Wow. Uh, perfect. This place is, so this place is perfect. He likes how quaint it is. Uh, they're standing in front of lasagna. Will lasagna come out tomorrow? 
which is a little easier to figure out when you say it out loud. But when you're reading it, I say, well, first of all, it says lasagna. And then come out and come and out are a little bit smaller. And then tomorrow. And then I, of course, for me, you know, I'm, this is my job. So I say, okay, is every, is it a new thing in this good place reboot is everything is lasagna. You're going to have to pay attention to that, Scoot. I say, little Scoots, get over here. He says, yeah, 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 boss. Uh, what do you need? I need you to keep an eye on lasagna restaurants and other lasagna-based puns. Okay, you got it, boss. I'm on it. Uh, what, okay. Uh, lasagna will come out tomorrow, boss. It's, uh, some, you know, and I say, oh, okay, thanks. Uh, keep an eye out for other ones, please. You know, boss, I'm not sure this is all lasagna-themed. Oh, boy, really? Well, that's going to make uh then I'm going to have to find another assistant for the other stores and restaurants. Yeah, well, uh, okay, so then, so okay, sorry, I got to get back to the episode. Uh, so, where was it? Okay, so we just say 100% perfect, a new home, uh, flavor, what does that say? Flavor to Crown Town, uh, books. Uh, Oh, floor-to-ceiling books. Uh, so, so Eleanor, she, also, Eleanor has a clipboard. I, don't, I forgot to put that in my notes. I think that is important to me. Uh, but they go to Chidi's home, and he has floor-to-ceiling books, a library, kind of a cheap Picasso, or cheap-looking Picasso painting over the hearth or hearth. Uh, and then books and uh, reading lights. Uh, Love a good love these. They're so good for reading. That was one of the jokes I actually quote. I don't like quoting all the good jokes. Um, okay, so good for reading. Weak Picasso style above the fireplace. Uh, she gets a book as Soar's Hammer. It's the uh, Critique of Reason by Immanuel Kant. Also, there's kind of like a coffee nook in the background. I think it's to the left. Uh, or a drink nook, even though it's a library and there's no sink. That's what I always wonder about these drink nooks that don't have, that are in a room without proper plumbing. But, but I guess with the, um, uh, in a good place, it doesn't make a difference. But so there's like a coffee, it was a French press, uh, which is what I use, uh, you know, not to compare myself with the good place or cheaty, but. Uh, there's also like uh, those, uh, like a uh, like a big jar or cup with sticks in it, and I said, are those the sticks you put in like a liquid, and they're supposed to smell good? I, saw, I for for a while I forgot their name, and then my brain just said infusion sticks, and I said, no, but they're called diffusion or diffuser sticks or something. In my notes, it put smelling sticks question mark, which are probably a different thing. Uh, or it could be pasta, which would make even less sense. Uh, number one, Dre. I don't know what that means. Let me remember, go back here. Number one, Dre. Uh, oh, I think that's Chidi's number one dream was to be able to get a book like Thor's Hammer. And he says, she's, Eleanor says, well, she's welcome to the good place. And then Chidi says, you know what? I forgot your name and all of this. Uh, and again, really Kristen Bell at uh, top form because uh, she says, Eleanor, uh, he goes, oh, I'll never forget that. Uh, and she goes, you might. Uh, like, it's just a great awkward moment. 
Uh, then it kind of an inadvertent awkwardness for me because she walks right into the good place, you know, the main office, Michael's office, uh, like she was walking out of the room with Chidi. But I guess it's because it exists in the non, you know, different time space continuum. This would be possible because Tahani's there, her hands on her chest, uh, Jason, uh, Michael. Let me see. I don't know if, um, Janet's there, but everyone's like waiting for her feeling, you know, they know she's in love, you know, they're, well, they used to both be in love with one another, you know, but now it's uh, more of a one way thing. And she has a little bit of a frown. Oh, Janet is there. Her hands are clasped, uh, with a look of concern. Michael's hands are in his pockets. Uh, uh, everyone goes, Tahani gives her big a hug. Uh, Jason joins the hug. Michael says, oof, uh, I, I mean, uh, cool, foof, uh, or something. He's wearing a gray jacket, or like a plaid jacket, like a subtle gray plaid, I believe. Uh, like a navy to slate pocket square. And then his tie has kind of like a black or navy background with uh, different, like, uh, blue and pinkish uh, flowers or uh, polka dots or something, or, you know, another uh, type of print. Oh, no, turquoise in, uh, I don't know if it's, like, more of a, I don't know, tough to describe the color pink with my limited book. You know, I guess hot pink. Hot pink and turquoise. Uh, I could square with uh, flowers, question mark. Next, uh... Next residence on the way in six minutes. Uh, Michael makes a speech, uh, uh, which it feels uh, something to something. Uh, he says, Jesus, this is really, he really tries to make this big speech to get everyone pumped up. Uh, we're inspired, incredibly inspired, destined for success, I think maybe he says. Uh, after someone says, oh, geez, I feel, oh, I, guess, oh, I realize everyone feels uh, a D D O double M E D and uh, destined for not good, but I think we're destined for success. Uh, but then they do this parallel thing with Sean at the BAD place, uh, who's in a conference room. And he goes, geez, I'm so proud of all of you. You, all of you bad place workers, S to the U to the C to the K. And I wanted to thank, then Michael goes back, let's look at our team here. Tahani, smart, sophisticated, uh, told me to get rid of my goatee. Uh, then we go back to Sean, who points out Bamba John and Val, you're great, you're two, two great workers that were in the webisodes. Or I don't know if that's a word they call them anymore, bonus, bonus digital content, uh, uh, then he says, Janet, you, she could do everything. She made all the people. She goes, oh, they're not people. Like all the residents of the good place. Uh, he goes, me? I had a setback. A setback's a setup for a comeback uh, a while ago. Then some classic humor with Jason. <laughs> so he, gets, he says, Jason, who can? Uh, and then he goes, our fearless leader, the pride of Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, and he points out Eleanor, who says actually uh, the statue of Alice Cooper is the um, uh, pride of Arizona. Uh, with this team, you know, who could like to think? Uh, and then something about the bad place. Uh, 
believe it or not, this show's already in front of me somehow, but, uh, oh, they sing the 187, then they go to the bad place, they say, hey, let's sing our special song, uh, 1877, the, the, a song you hear on, like, a lot of sports shows on radio, uh, so I don't want to get that caught in your head. Then there's the green, the good place, chapter 40. Yeah, so we're at chapter 40, 40 episodes. And then uh, we have Eleanor, uh, like, in a, now she's gone from cash uh, to full. Uh, she's in a suit, and in, in Michael says, geez, you look professional. Uh, serious something, a serious team leader. And she kind of does like an Angie Harmon essay. She goes, like, pretends she's on one of those shows with the dun-dun. Yeah, and she says, I've never seen it, but it was really funny. Uh, and the first new resident we get to meet here is Linda, who's in Lavender. I don't know if it's a cardigan, because I don't know what a cardigan is. I mean, I know a cardigan is a sweater, but I don't know what sweater is a cardigan. Uh, but, you know, I think that's a cardigan, but I don't know. But it's lavender. It looks, like, very comfy. And Linda's, like, uh, uh, so always says, that's nice. Uh, she's, like, a bit like Scoot. She goes, that's nice. Uh, there's also no sand in the top of Eleanor's hourglass. And it's not a figurative statement. That was actually something I observed. Uh, they say, geez, Linda, what are you looking for? What do you want to, she goes, is there a fitness center? And they go, there can be. And so, so Linda's priority is, uh, oh, I just saw another sign. I paused it. Uh, yogurt acres, uh, yogurt acres, yogurt acres. I don't know if I get the pun, but a few hours from now I will. When that pun brain gets back to me, wakes up from they say, Oh, sorry, boss, I was out looking for lasagna puns. Uh, yogurt acres. Uh, you don't get it, boss? And I say, No. And they say, Don't worry, when you're walking the dog later, you'll get it. Okay, where was I? Fitness center. They say, Linda, this is a good place. This is paradise. She goes, That's nice. I like that. And then they're in the good place, town square. I wonder if, uh, you know, Universal Studios is going to preserve this as a good place town square. I mean, I know it's a working studio. Would it be cool for a while to just have it, they say, imagine 20 years from now, they say, well, this used to be the European area, but it became the good place. You know, could you just cancel all the movies and TV shows to be planned there for the next 20 years? It'd be great for me. And my daughter and all the Good Place fans. I uh, also love to just hang there uh, before they undo it. I don't know if they're done shooting all the episodes of the... I don't know if they're done filming all the episodes of the Good Place or not. Okay, so they're in the Good Place for touring with... Uh, who's her? Linda. They say, who is she? Uh, they say, she, she's boring. More boring than neutral, Janet, Michael says, but, you know, not, not as boring, you know, but he mentions disco Janet, who is wild. And then they say, Janet, then she says, Eleanor says, great idea. Janet, meet Linda. Linda, what do you want? Janet can do anything. Uh, for example, she can make a baby elephant of pure light that tells the secrets of the world. And then a baby elephant made of pure light appears. Uh, 
And uh, Linda says, I'd like a peppermint, which at first I braced myself for some sort of uh, genie-type surprise. And then I said, well, what does she mean, a peppermint? At first, I didn't even have any idea, to be honest, what a peppermint was because it was too nonspecific. I said, well, would you bring her a peppermint? Luckily, Janet's, you know, all-knowing. But if I was in that position, I'd say, well, like, I guess I would ask, like, a query. I'd say a peppermint plant or something peppermint-flavored. Do you want it to taste like actual peppermint or, you know, the the peppermint we're all familiar with? Or peppermint extract? Uh, peppermint patty? Or do you want someone named, do you want actual peppermint patty or a peppermint, or what about a junior mint? Uh, or something else? I don't know. Anyway, Linda, which of those? Uh, but Janet brings her peppermint candy wrapped, uh, which is, you know, very uh, c- conscientious of Janet because she could have brought it unwrapped in her palm. Uh, also, uh, while this is paused, uh, they're, so they're in the town square at the pl- moment I'm paused at in front of Yogurt Acres, uh, which has an outdoor cafe. And then to the left of it is an outdoor cafe where there's two people sharing uh, drinks and talking. And then on the right side of the screen are two gentlemen talking. One is holding a soccer ball behind his back. And there's a lot of uh, quality. What are those things called? Parasols? What are those those things? Uh, Umbrella, I know they call them. But there's like a light blue, sky blue umbrellas. And then like, and then it's not turquoise, but some other color. I'm not sure. Okay, so where, uh, let's see. So. Yeah, I guess I was off traffic with all that background stuff. Uh, Alice Cooper opening. Oh, no, I'm on the wrong page of my notes. That's why. Disco Janet. Baby. Okay, so then they cut to commercial. That, that was actually a good place for me to get lost. Uh, let's see. Janet waves. Uh, they introduce. They do the baby elephant made of perfect light uh, who tells secrets of the universe. That goes to an ad. Then we meet, uh, I guess I'll have to go on another tangent. So we meet uh, Brent Norwalk uh, from Norwalk Materials. He's wearing like a Cool Max uh, polo shirt, uh, khakis with a khaki webbed belt. Uh, and Brent is, uh, as we'd call him gently on the podcast, a splainer. Uh, and he's, I mean, like, I think this, where I feel like this season is going is really, uh, it shows that the, uh, well, we'll see. I mean, sometimes I'm a bit of a Pollyanna, you know, and I get too excited. But I say, wow, could this show really, in some compassionate, empathetic, and humorous way, you know, try to bridge everything that's going on? I'd like to say, okay, like, uh, this is what we share. Uh, this I don't know. So I think I'm really. It makes me actually more excited about the season. I mean, I think it's a definite tightrope because uh, it's hard enough for me to talk about it in a, a thing. But I think it like say, hey, are we able to talk to one another? Because we're all humans again, and or or I don't know where things are going. Uh, but Brent definitely represents uh, one point of one style of communication and self awareness. I would say. Uh, like uh, that kind of splainers tend to represent, which is so he blinks, he frowns, he smiles. Uh, and then uh, Eleanor says, Brent Norwalk. Uh, 
And uh, let's see, did I already put S U C K S? But uh, no, uh, like uh, there's no something after good place. What does that mean? Yeah, but he gets called into Eleanor's office, uh, and yeah, I guess I maybe they already said that. Uh, yeah. Oh, so uh, oh, wait a second. They say. Oh, no socks. Brent doesn't have any socks on, or he has, like, ankle socks with khakis or something because he couldn't see. But they see, he says, where am I anyway? And they say, well, you're in the good place. I notice he touched his nose, uh, and uh, I think it's like, uh, I don't know, I think it was very revealing. Where is this? What is this place anyway? And they say, oh, you're in the good place. Uh, he touches his, he br- brushes the underside of his nose. uh I don't know if that's a tell or just really fixated on it. I mean, if it was either way, it's good acting, I guess. Uh, uh, he likes to use big t- oh, so 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 Brent, you're in the materials business. He goes, oh yeah, big time. And he throws shade on steel. He explains Eleanor about steel. Talks about vulcanized rubber. Goes, oh, there better be golf here. Uh, then they introduce him to Janet. Uh, he goes, she goes, let's ask Janet. And he goes, oh, secretary. She goes, not a secretary, dude. Oh, blah, blah, blah. He, he, and then he goes off. Uh, kind of Michael, he says, oh, what about his vice president of helping? Uh, Captain Marvel. And Michael really, even in a mature way, says, she's I'm not a part of this. Uh, so don't involve me, dude. Uh, which I thought was a gentle way of dealing with it. Then we're at Mindy's. We get Matt from accounting. We don't exactly remember, uh, so I don't know if it's a recasting or Matt, like Matt was another, maybe he was a character that I just, sorry, Matt, I forgot about you, bud. Uh, but he's going to be monitoring everything. Some great details to see in Mindy's place that I probably forgot about. One, is there a jukebox uh, to the right of the front door, or if you're looking in, you're in the room facing the front door to the left. You know, they have the Billy Idol with the parrot painting, a lot of pink or, or uh, coral coloring. Uh, very clean. Mindy, Mindy keeps a clean place. She she keeps it tight, you know. The, uh, there's also a strange shell, like uh, like uh, the really nice looking. I guess I wouldn't say strange. I'd say floor, like uh, looks like it's part shell, part uh, bird, uh, like a sculpture. And, um, so it kind of does feel like a bit like a like a nicer like a, a place where someone. I mean, I can't believe how clean it is, or uncluttered. I guess would be the right word. I mean, of course, Mindy would say, "Of course, it's clean." Uh, let's see, so Matt he, he uh, says, "I'm going to monitor everything. I'm going to keep the point system. You won't be able to monitor in real time." He goes inside an obelisk that then some red lights come out. Yeah, yes, that kind of obelisk. Yes, it is. Uh, where some kind of red lights go on uh, to, I guess, monitor things. Uh, and then they say, geez, well, this is only, Eleanor says, well, this is only the first week, so we can just figure this out. Uh, she also says, we'll figure out what the fork is up with these benches. Uh, she has an emoji whiteboard with a thinking emoji and then a birthday partying emoji with one of those blowing things. Uh, so, like, what's the deal in party time? 
And she, 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 they put Simone in that. And then even Michael says, we could do this. Uh, and then he says, like, a, a, a bad place quote uh, about I, hearts and eyes. Uh, can't lose. And he says, oops. Uh, uh, then we go to a scene with uh, Derek and Jason are at, uh, like, overlooking a garden. So I say, where in L.A.? Did they shoot this in L.A. too? Like, which garden in L.A. is this? They've shot other scenes here. And Janet's there. Or it's just Derek, Janet, and, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, Jason says, oh, no, Jason calls Janet because uh, he says, you're not supposed to be here. He kind of tattles on uh, Derek, who's kind of looking. He's got a martini glass full of mini pickles, like cocktail pickles. Uh, he goes, uh, proud daddy Derek, just looking at my, uh, like, uh, you know, because I helped Janet create these things. Uh, and Jason goes, you didn't do anything except make her butts, probably. And he goes, yeah, I did uh, make those butts. Uh, then Janet goes, you got to hit the road because we don't want anybody asking who the weirdo in the tux is. Uh, and Jason is not happy about this. Uh, plus, Derek gives her a big, long uh, a hug. Uh, then we go to Town Square again for the orientation video with Michael. Very same, similar. Uh, but Michael also is having a side conversation with Janet and Eleanor, saying, okay, our job here is to point, the, point out the job of the video is to kind of point them out uh, so they can recognize the kind of people they were on earth. And he goes, the important thing is to watch how they react uh, while they watch the video. It's the video about the point system and how many points it took to get it. Like, so that they realize they weren't, they don't qualify. Brent, he kind of is not paying attention. He blows out. Uh, John, John seems interested. Uh, he's got like a funny, but interested look on his face. Linda, what is it? Let me see what Linda's like. As I put it, yeah, she seems curious. She's watching, and then Simone is kind of goofing around. She's acting a little wild. They say, "Oh boy." Uh, also on the board, it says eating a sandwich plus one point zero four points. Uh, cheating at golf negative twelve point forty four. Brent. Uh, Helping a sad friend, it was on the side, point, plus point, three point something. Uh, insulting someone's hairstyles, negative 8.35. Uh, and then uh, Eleanor says, Simone, you okay? And she goes, well, none of this is real. Uh, and Eleanor says, what do you mean? She goes, well, this is a hallucination. I'm just going to wait till I wake up uh, from this. It's just kind of like a dream, but a little different. Uh, see you later. Uh, also, I think Eleanor said there's a popcorn river. Uh, John likes her, like, uh, like, like Simone's attitude. He's amused by it. Uh, and she goes, she goes, just keep going with the orientation. Uh, don't worry. We'll all get popcorn out of popcorn river later. Uh, let's see. Uh, then we're at Mindy's. Simone's back on the other thinking emoji side. Janet kind of gives this warning that she's overtaxed. She has too many things. Like, it's taking all her processing to manage everything. Uh, Jason's eating popcorn out of a bucket. Um, I think I tried to read what it said, but I couldn't read it. It says something. I think the river of popcorn's on the bucket. 
I'll see if there's any close-ups here while I'm going through here. Really full thing of popcorn. Man, the sets, uh, as subtle as they are, they do a good job. Jason's softly eating the popcorn. Uh, uh, Janet's like, I got to go because Brent wants a BLT. And Michael actually normalizes things. He goes, this is a common reaction by Simone. Uh, oh, but yeah, I think the river is on the box. The popcorn container. Uh, so then they say, geez, we need to, uh, maybe we should, uh, put, a. Uh, maybe we shouldn't work on Simone. I, I don't, I don't know. And, uh, then, uh, Tahani mentions, well, geez, like, uh, her racket. Oh, she, no, she goes, yeah, we need someone with authority to talk to Simone. That's what Tahani says. Uh, and she goes, like, someone like uh, Mandela or Pat- Sir Patrick Stewart, you know, my old, like one of my old racquetball partners. Uh, not, uh, oh, not Blake Bortles. <laughs> That's what Eleanor says to Jason. Because uh, he goes, I know who was. She goes, not Blake Bortles. She goes, no, no, Cheedy. He looks like one of those owls that went to college. Uh, and uh, you can see the tension because then they see, yeah, it's time to uh, activate our ethical sleeper agent. Uh, but Eleanor, you know, she's trying to manage her feelings for Chidi and, uh, you know, they can't control other people. And that she she has to make all this work. Uh, she says, let's wait for the party. So then the opening scene of the party, the, like, welcome party, is Simone rolls in. She has on... A cheese, she has a cheese head on, like from uh, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it then, like, super what is that stuff called that you put on your eyelids? Uh, I don't know, like, uh, is that that's not mascara, it's something else, like, like, that's like, uh, that's not a teal, maybe it is a teal, uh, but a bright blue. Then she has on, like, a Elizabethan collar. Then what I believe is just a regular old cardigan, a T-shirt of Einstein dabbing. Uh, then like a, like something that looks like a like a, a dress form or something. I don't know. Like, like and then also like a giant puffy yellow striped uh, with sparkles clown pants. And then she also has foam fingers on, a green foam finger on one side and a white one on the other side that say, we're number one. Uh, and then we cut to a commercial uh, as she walks by. Michael says, you know, he, he, like, he says, oh, boy. And Eleanor says, uh, we'll, we'll work it like, uh, you know. Then we see Jason as Gianyu. Uh, he's snacking on peanuts. Derek is mixing them. Derek, uh, which is a giant, in this case, a giant uh, onion in a martini glass. And uh, he says, uh, Derek, Ruta, Tuta, 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 uh, like as he's shaking it. Uh, and then Jason says, Geez, I'd like to call a truce. We've uh, decided to rise above your. Uh, your, your, your things and just, you know, make peace with it. Uh, so even though Jason's trying to grow, Derek's not having it. So he says, well said, Mr. Mendoza. Uh, and, but he goes, Janet's my mom. 
my mommy girlfriend, and you've crossed the Rubicon. And uh, let's see. States report. What does that say? Oh, status report. Uh, so they do a stat- status report. Brent, uh, uh, they do a status report. Uh, then Brent says he was in the top half of the bottom half of his class at Princeton. Uh, um, let's see. Then we go uh, to um, John, who says, uh, uh, I'm looking for someone who gets me. I'm going to keep touring this party till I find someone that, you know, gets my style. Uh, then they say, geez, we can't wait any longer to do this uh, uh, cheaty thing. Uh, but then, you know, the, Eleanor's not cool with this. So then Michael does some great t- truth telling. Uh, which is like, uh, really good. I don't know what this says. Five mulberries, uh, uh five, uh, I don't know what that says. Uh, five, uh, something. But yeah, he spends a few minutes talking to Eleanor saying, she's like, uh, don't worry, Eleanor. Yeah, we're going to work this one out. The party's really packed. It's not, well, not really packed, but it's full. Oh, Eleanor talks under her breath. Uh, that was one of my, probably what my notes said. Uh, then we're by, out by the pool with Simone, Simone. Oh, Simone pushes a cake over. That's cake pushing. That's what it says. Uh, uh, I still don't know what five mulberry means, though. Yeah, but then Simone pushes some people in the pool. Uh, and she talks about her nonsense brain. Uh, so Eleanor ch- introduces Chidi to her. She says, geez, you're so familiar. We're like, oh, we taught at the same school. And she goes, oh, that makes sense that, uh, uh, then she starts to, like, we, you know, know each other. Then she just starts singing the song, semi-charmed kind of life. Uh, and they say, what Chidi's like, what are you doing? And she goes, oh, well, it was stuck on my alarm clock when I was a kid to wake me up that was the only song of play so now i'm trying to wake myself up by singing it also when i was taking notes this is when i kind of said well she's more dressed like a clown uh then we go back to mindy's for some more great comedy really this is like a good like i love the pacing when you throw mindy into it uh her just her comedic timings because she goes uh she goes, what is going on? Like, Jason runs in. She goes, dude, what's going on with my house? There's Darth Vader's turd in here. And he goes, there's no time to explain. Plus, I kind of forgot what it does. Uh, she's been living in the attic. Uh, he goes, where's Derek's plunger? Uh, they go outside to deal with Derek, who's got a, gla- a glass of cherries at this point. Uh, Derek goes out, bye-bye. One one of the many times I watched this, I was working out, and it just, like, cracked me up. Uh, but then when I watched it while well, I was taking notes, I kind of said, well, I don't know if it's appropriate for me to laugh. Uh, uh, but great stunt work uh, for Derek. Uh, uh, then we go back to Simone and Eleanor. Uh, and Eleanor's trying to convince, convince Simone that things are normal. She's going, she's good doing the... The doot 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 uh, uh, chorus from the song she had been singing. I never knew a semi-charmed kind of life until like the last four or five years. I saw like I always thought it was like uh, the semi-fredo kind of light or something. But then Derek, she says everything. What's so weird about everything? It's normal. And then Derek's on the screen. 
uh, you're just spouting nonsense too. Uh, then we go back to Mindy's house. Eleanor's hands on her head. She's down. Uh, Jason's down. Michael's making a speech uh, and uh, you know trying to say things. Then Jason's like, Janet, you know this uh, Derek's sliding into your DMs on me. Uh, Janet's not happy. Yeah, Jason has like some more great jokes uh, about. Just we got listen real close, uh, and she says we'll talk about it later. And uh, they said, "Geez, like, what are we gonna do next?" And Michael says, "Well, maybe we'll do Flying Day." And Jane goes, "Oh yeah, I, got, I'm not, I don't have nothing going on." Because uh, Eleanor says, "Let's focus on Linda. She's so dull. A big, 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 big glob of plain yogurt." Oh, then Michael jumps to action and says, let's do flying day. And Janice says, cool, like so easy. Uh, also, Michael changed suits. Uh, so he's in like a Navy suit, uh, lavender shirt, really nicer tie. We go to flying day. Uh, Linda, they go, Linda, how's it going? She goes, it's good. She's just barely floating off the ground. Do you want to fly higher? And, uh, you know, fine. Uh, we heard you like knitting. You want to do some knitting while you fly? No, thanks. And, uh, oh, wait, I just saw a new sign. I'll try to read that. Make some art. It says, uh, yeah, let's do a little more rewinding here if I'm missing any signs. Oh, I am. Uh, yeah, this is a live, this is a live, uh, sleepy podcast research here. So I just cut back. Uh, I'm getting ready to pause it. Uh, so far, I'm not seeing any signs I can read, but, uh, so I guess I didn't get any new signs. They're too good with the fo- keeping stuff out of focus. Oh, you know, there's one place called Childhood Mementos, but that doesn't seem like a, you know, there's one, uh, huh, what does that one say above Linda's head? Childhood Mementos, make some art, uh, trying to do it like frame by frame. Yeah, I, I don't think it's uh, clear. They say, geez, what else do you like to do, Listen, Linda? Listen to birds? You, so you don't look at them. You just listen. And then Eleanor goes, let's go listen to some birds. She kind of leans into Linda's personal area. And then Linda goes into, like, she goes, come on, Linda. And Linda goes into action mode, uh, like a superhero. And then it goes to commercial after that. Like, somehow of a... Uh, Marvel movie. Uh, I just saw another sign. Everything is Vine. Then we go to a conference, like a FaceTime conference or whatever, with the Sean and the judge and everybody. And the judge isn't happy. Ends up that Linda was really the shirtless mailman. He kind of looks like that Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. That's who it is. They put the Green Bay guy. Uh, he goes, maybe I should put my shirt back on. He goes, nah, nah, it's fine. Uh, uh, and then Sean's like, Chris was his real name. And they go, why'd you go ham on day two? And Sean goes, well, I'm a rascal. Sorry, judge. Uh, just trying to. So the judge makes a ruling. She says, cheating's a fourth subject. Uh, and Sean says, that's not fair. It's like cheating. It's like studying for a test and doing well. And then the judge says, uh, they say, well, his memory's erased, but you can't erase that booty. Know what I'm saying, Blondie? Oh, God, that was funny. I mean, in my Rudolph's mouth, it's funny. In my mouth, it's just, you know, bedtime stuff. Uh, 
am I right? You know what I'm saying, Blondie? Uh, then, oh, yeah, studying for a test. Uh, uh, then the judge says, you know, we got to polish this up. I've been watching uh, that TV show with Timothy, uh, Timothy Oliphant, uh, and I need my daily dose. Uh, so she says, we got to finish up here. Uh, then what else do we have? Uh, so, yeah, so they, they say, okay, well, so then we go back to, uh, uh, the, oh, the judge tells Sean she might even watch homecoming videos of dogs if they don't, uh, if he doesn't polish up, uh, then the bad place train comes, it's got purple smoke, it crashes into trash cans. So they say, would you put those trash cans there just to crash into them? It's bad, bad Janet. Uh, she's ch- texting and chewing gum. She's there to pick up uh, the shirtless mailman. Michael's in a new suit, more more conservative, but like a fl- flashier pocket square. Uh, his suit is gray with uh, pocket square. Let me see. I don't have a close up on it yet. Um, but yeah, Janet's texting. She got spandex pants on. Pocket square is kind of. Uh, not sure where the style of print came from, but really a, a full, really flashy print in a good way, or vibrant. Yeah, that's the right word. Plain gray suits, a striped dress shirt, blue and white striped, uh, and then a navy kind of embossed uh, bow tie. Yeah, but what Bad Janet really is there to do is put some doubt in Eleanor's mind. Uh, so she definitely does that. Uh, and then Michael says, tell Sean Booyah, and he points, uh, and make sure to do it that way. Uh, uh, like, uh, I don't know, but really, she's just kind of planning, yeah, the doubt in Eleanor, who has her arms crossed, and uh, she's, you know, it's not easy being Eleanor in these first ones. Uh, that's fine. Uh, then we see the caboose of the Bad Place Express, and the episode comes to an end. So I guess what I'll do is save all the research for the next episode. Uh, I'll run through these, like, because uh, uh, I didn't have a ton of research anyway. But that way, like, with episode two, but let's see. So these were all, like, this was called The Good Place Presents the Selection. It was a series of uh, shorts, uh, and they're fast. Uh, I think they're all, like, first one is, like, a, uh, two and a half minutes, but it also includes, like, uh, like a recap of last season. It's definitely fun to watch. Uh, it's called The Mission, uh, where they kind of go through the rules. Uh, uh, Michael disagrees. A bad place gets to choose. Uh, people with the same level of badness. No reboots. Oh, some of this is on the board. And Michael gets five minutes of prep time with each new subject. Uh, neighborhood can be adjusted. I just saw cheese it, cheese cheese whip on the table though, or whatever that stuff is called. Uh, no files in advance. Uh, oh, Sean says they have a billion objections. They have to do it for a year. Judge will monitor. Uh, then yes, yeah, says good place presents in the green. Then it goes to red. The selection They're created by a bunch of ding dongs. They're in conference room C. It's eleven a.m. The EVIL planning meetings at uh, 11 a.m. At 6 p.m. is the EVIL Zumba class. Uh, the conference room is similar but different than the one that will be featured in episode uh, four or, or episode one of season four. 
uh, also, all, a lot of the characters have these pins on, which I couldn't quite figure out, but not all of them do all the time. Uh, so I don't know if that symbolizes a certain role in the bad place. Uh, let's see, there's four people there. Uh, Bamba John, Glenn, Gale, and Val. Uh, there's also coffee and uh, water, or coffee or water craft there. First, I thought they all had pins on their left, uh, but then I realized that not all of them do. Uh, there's a blinking, uh, something, uh, there's like, uh, there's a lot of good jokes. Oh yeah. Inactive supercomputer with the lights in the back and tape reels. Uh, there's a phone on the table. They say name some, I forgot. Oh, my, the, like, so there's this thing. And then Sean says, oh, I didn't tell you the rules. Uh, uh, semi-ironic cover rap song, Think Outside the Box, who said that originally, uh, someone, I think someone has to go play, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast for Emily Dickinson. Sean says, if you don't get this together, I'm going to show you, uh, videos of cute red pandas. Then we go to episode two, which is called The Contestants. There's a bunch of hot headshots of, uh, possible people. Uh, this time Sean's not in the room to start. Uh, there's also dot matrix printouts with the kind of contrast stuff. Uh, they see, geez, we got some good options. Let's get ready for him. Uh, uh, Val, uh, says I got Mackenzie Truffet. She's a trust fund kid from Greenwich, Connecticut. Who used to say, do you know who my father is? They say maybe Bamba John has Troy Hastings, a firefighter who does more on TikTok. Uh, so then, uh, let's see, then Gail uh, says she, she can't choose because all humans uh, stink so bad. Uh, they say, well, geez, maybe we should order dinner and move the Zumba to a conference room D because we need the time. Uh, so then we go to part three. Uh, which is called the takeout order. Uh, I think Sean says he, oh no, that was made by a crew of idiots. Something? Is that idiots? Uh, kids don't use words like that. Uh, yeah, they, they're, they're looking through takeout menu. There's a lot of jokes about it. The takeout menu is written in bad place script with a rooster on it. Uh, they talk about what they want to like to like dinner and nosh on. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff there. Uh, then that, like, one of the dude, like, other bad place dudes pops in. They say, geez, evil Zumba's down the hall in conference room D. Pass the fountain, uh, right, pass 11 more fountains uh, by the broom closet. Uh, and then the other dude says, next to conference room E. And they goes, oh, go suck, bye. Uh, Glenn uses the term, my tum tum. There's also, uh, they snap mixed teeth now with, uh, oh, now with cavities. Original flavor is a tooth with a Robin Hood hat on it. Uh, Sean says, I swear to Bieber. He also says, uh, you know, something about Julie Child and roast chicken. Uh, there's also a joke about seven layer dip. Uh, then there's, uh, episode four, the storm out, uh, so these are kind of Sean Bad Place centric episodes created by your mom. It says uh, it's post dinner. Everyone's kind of chilling. They say, "Just leave your plates." Uh, 
They say, don't you have any new ideas? Well, they say, we'll generate like 840,000 ideas. Uh, there's like a bunch of other insults. Uh, Michael says, I'm going to cocoon your rears and the rest of you. They say, is that worse? Uh, and he goes, I don't know, Michael, I mean, it's, or Sean says that. And he goes, I don't know, but it took longer to say. And he just jokes about flies, honey, and vinegar. Uh, and then Sean storms out, and they say, go on, you got to go talk to Sean. Do it. Uh, then they have a talk. with. So this takes place, actually, before the end of season three, I think, some of it. Uh, uh, so then Sean goes and has a talk, or, or uh, Glenn goes to talk to Sean. And this one was created by one dingus, another dingus, and an even bigger dingus. Looks like Sean's smoking cigars, but ends up there uh, from the ge- 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 Canada, ge- Canada geese. Uh, Glenn's on the patch. Uh, uh, he goes, I'm all fine with like, uh, so fine, terrible. We need great, terrible. And they say, geez, we're creative thinking. But Glenn says, you have to be nicer, man. Our entire way of life is at stake. So you get the stakes for the bad place, which is nice. There's uh, something at five minutes that you go, what? Uh, say that again, uh, which is good. Because he mentions uh, this is where the introduction of uh, Simone and them, uh, like people that have actual relationships with them. Uh, so... Uh, uh, Sean says, geez, we got a lot of work to do. Let's go do it. Uh, and so then they set forth. Then part six is created by your mom. She came back to do another one. It's called The Solution. Uh, Sean walks in with a file folder. And he basically says, geez, we got to deal with these at the weakest point themselves. Uh, uh, four new people to specifically make them miserable. And they go, who, who's that? Oh, uh, someone asks, who's that? They see Simone, a Chidi's ex-girlfriend. And then they talk about John, uh, who's uh, the gossip columnist, uh, uh, blogger. They see she's got this Michael suit. Uh, and they say, geez, this is, now this is cheating. And then they say, oh, ha-ha, of course. Uh, and then at the end, there's this like long back and staring back and forth with Sean and Gail. And that's the end of uh, the selection, the six short episodes of the selection. And that's the end of uh, some thank yous and stuff. Uh, but thanks for listening. Welcome back. Good place and good night.